to think about flamingos. Is it because of your Island Time shirt? Yes. Yeah. So. So. Caitlin. Yes. Your wife. My wife. My yeah. wife. <laughs> no one can make Caitlin laugh harder than Caitlin. <laughs> I'm easily amused that that includes by Her myself. Her eyes are glistening with tears. <laughs> Take that, 2010. You think people are still getting mileage out of that? 2020, they sure are. <laughs> I, this is so... No yeah, one more than Caitlyn. So off topic, but I, for a while I was on um, some dating apps, and one of my favorite profiles that I saw, it was like, it was on Bumble, and they did like the, what does equality mean mm-hmm. to you? And she had written in there um, that everyone gets to do a Borat impression, and I've never <laughs> recovered. <laughs> Uh, anyways. I hope you at home find yourself as funny as Caitlin finds herself. It's truly joyful. Uh. So the moon. The moon. What? At what point did it become a long-standing joke that you were married to the moon? I have no idea. It's been a thing for so long. Like, Caitlin fucking loves the moon, I okay? really do. There's, so there's... I remember it in high school, like, it was, like, I, like, I was really, I love the moon. We found, my mom used to scrapbook, mm-hmm. and going, I'll try to find, I have a photo of it on my phone somewhere, but there's a, a entry in the scrapbook of, like, three-year-old me at my grandparents' house pointing up at a full moon, and the caption underneath it that my mom wrote was, Caitlin has always loved the moon, so, like, my entire life, I guess. <laughs> so we might find out something incredible about Caitlin this episode, but, uh, the main <laughs> thing is, you love the moon. I do love the moon. And where'd that big round friend come from? Well, we think that possibly at some point... Wait. What? Welcome to Stonehouse. Welcome to Stonehouse, <laughs> an amateur guide to fiction, fable, and folklore. I'm Laura Burnett Meeker. And I'm Caitlin Bruder. I derailed us immediately with the Borat impression. Yeah, forgot all about our intro. <laughs> Professionalism. Professionals. We got this. Uh, so, long time ago, world happened time happened or not happened however you want to think about it Mm -hmm. bunch of gases kept crashing into each other making bigger balls of rock until eventually we got the big old ball of molten rock that would become our earth Mm -hmm. and uh some people think that a comet with asser earthly uh heavenly body let's say that (laughs) there we go crashed into the, the still forming earth. The still forming earth mm-hmm. knocked a bunch of crap off of it, and then that kind of coalesced because mm-hmm. caught in, in the gravity. In space, stuff wants to be round, mm-hmm. and that became moon. Moon. Now it could be that the moon is a collection of extraterrestrial matter, mm-hmm. space rock that we kind of that just kind of yeah chunked all together. But I think the evidence for uh, the earthly origin is that there are a lot of similar compounds and yeah. minerals. I remember seeing something, like, forever ago. This was not recent research, so this could be total bullshit, but I remember, like, a fact that stuck with me that I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard, is that, like, the samples they've taken from the moon match samples of things that they've drilled far into this far into the earth as they've drilled well, like so it's yeah. like from the core of the earth made the moon like i think that's really cool and maybe poetic i don't know if it's that's true. like the space version of um the continents lining up yeah yeah and similar fossil records <laughs> pangea but it's <laughs> yes pangea but it's in space but it's in space 
But aren't we all in space? Anyway. Yes, we are. So the moon. The moon. The closest you know it. body to Earth, our only satellite. It's... It's big compared to a human. It's not yes. big as far as uh, heavenly bodies go. Yeah. Keep in mind, we are just small in the grand scheme of things. Mm, yeah, overall. We're gonna get real... Mm. Gonna get real into that probably today. Yes. But, um... You're probably familiar with it. We see the one side of it. It's got all those pockmarks. That's mm-hmm. from stuff hitting it mm-hmm. because it doesn't have an atmosphere. Stuff doesn't burn up. Uh, we've had our share of of impacts, but they were mostly the everyone dies kind <laughs> and not just like... And also we have the atmosphere going for us, yeah. which will burn up, you know... <laughs> the friction. Yeah. Have you, like, ever... That was the... <laughs> burn up... Yeah. yeah. The friction. <laughs> the friction of our atmosphere burns up up in coming debris most of the time. Yes, most of the time. Have you ever seen the other sides of the moon? Because it's it's tidally locked, so we only ever see, like, but have you seen, like, satellite photos of the other sides of the moon? Wild. It makes me really weirdly uncomfortable. Because if you live your whole life on Earth and your eyes are all you have to see the moon, (laughs) you only see the one side of the moon. Yeah. I don't, I, I also am, like, I'm a little trypophobic, so I think... The side that no listen, the You're side used to this side. The side that faces us, they aren't as regular, mm-hmm. so it doesn't bother me as much. They're way smaller and more regular and closer together on the other sides of the moons. If you're tripophobic, don't look up the far side of the moon, I guess, but like it the 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 no, Caitlin, texture freaks me out on the other sides of the moon. I think that it's really important that you accept your significant <laughs> other's imperfections. And oh. this like revulsion I find really problematic. <laughs> this is this is welcome to couples therapy. <laughs> this has all been a sting. <laughs> anyway, uh you said tidally locked, which mm-hmm. To my mind, means that it is always facing mm-hmm. us in the same direction yeah. as it rotates around us. I'm moving my hands as if you can understand that. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's audio. the one face we see that face of the moon at all times. We will not, unless something well, is very very I mean, wrong. Things, things may, not. in like the grand scheme of things, eventually us now decay. Uh, on this right. planet in this current time. Unless something is very very wrong, we will never see another side of the moon facing the face of Earth. Uh, and we get to see the moon go through its phases, mm-hmm. which are essentially the moon glows to us because it refracts light from the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as it moves around us, we kind of cast a shadow over it. Yeah. And so it gets to be in all its its lovely stages. Yeah. So we get to see the moon. And three... we get our occult jewelries. Yes. <laughs> three of the four months of the year. Yep. Wait. No, mm-hmm. three of the four weeks of the month. Yeah. <laughs> is how the four months of the, the year. Four months of the year. Three... Quarters, I guess technically three quarters of Taylor the year is as well. 75 years old. I'm 75 years old. I mean, also three quarters of the year we get to see the moon, but three of the four weeks in a month we get mm-hmm. to see the moon from Earth. Yeah. So, moon's up there. Mm-hmm. We've been to it. We That's have. exciting. It took a long time, but it turns out that if you get enough uh, combustible stuff, put a little capsule on top of it, shoot it in space, you'll get there eventually. It's obviously much more <laughs> that's it no that's it that's but, all you need uh, to know that's how you go to space i mean and as many topics we talk about getting into um the things that are vast and hard to do oh we get conspiracy God. theorists which oh, is yeah. very fun the f- <laughs> fucking wildest thing in the entire world is people who think the moon landing was faked which 
Like, okay, if that's the hill you want to die on. But I always misremember it as people claiming the moon is fake. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing too. Yeah, where people. I think have it's a bunch like, of the- I have a so. bunch of theories oh. later for the episode. <laughs> um, and there's wasn't. I remember seeing something. Not to get into flat earthers, but I remember seeing someone like interviewing flat earthers, and they were like, "So the Earth is flat," and they're like, "Yes, the Earth is flat, and the Moon is also flat." But like, no, 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 the Moon is round. <laughs> So the Earth is special, <laughs> yep, in that it's the only the only one that's flat. Actually, in Discworld, mm-hmm. I literally just read the Science of Discworld, which I thought was gonna be like a fan made, like, oh, let's explain all the stuff. It's actually like half a novel mm-hmm. and half a historical text about Earth, like yeah. Earth science. Hmm. Um, and one of the things I talk about is the kind of uh completely arcane and ridiculous logic you have to have for Discworld to work in that way, for it to be flat and also have a moon that rotates. Moon. Real big. It's... <laughs> the surface area is 3.793 times 10 to the 7th kilometers. Mm, that means which... something to us here on Earth. <laughs> I don't know, it's real big, it guys! It's very big. It is the fifth largest, like, satellite uh, in our solar system, so that's cool. Good and for it's... it. Good for the moon. Good for the moon. Uh, moon, real big. Uh, it surprisingly is... far. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I mean when you imagine when you see like little models of the moon, the moon's like you know like like oh it's just a couple miles up off Earth. That's not true at all. It would be enormous and completely different. It's very very far. It is very far away. It is it like it is far enough away. I saw some people like talking about how unique it is that our satellite is the exact distance away from Earth that it needs to be to make the satellite and the sun look the same size. Because, like, in the sky, if you mm-hmm. the sun and the moon, they look they look like they're the same size, which is pretty cool. Anyway, our big, big friend, moon. the moon. So, I think the reason it's important to say is that for all of human history, or at least all the recorded human history, you look up, you see stars, which are small and distant. Mm-hmm. You see some constant stars, which we know now to be other planets. And then you see the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the moon becomes associated with nighttime. Yes. But there's also a whole bunch of other stuff uh, in terms of mythology uh, and the way we think about the way science grew. <laughs> uh, some right ideas and wrong ideas about what the moon does, what the moon is. Mm-hmm. Is the moon a place you can go? Yes. Is the moon a place you can go where there's going to be a city? No. Um, but what about but that? Moon... What about that dark side of the moon that we never see? Huh? What about that? I don't know. <laughs> Only I was going to say something about Pink Floyd, but I made myself <laughs> mad. Um, <laughs> so the moon is a really big topic because it's been a part of humanity forever. <laughs> so we're not going to cover everything. Oh God, no way. Uh, we're gonna skim over a lot. We're basically just gonna be like, Moon, here's things people think about it. Yeah. The episode. So. <laughs> the moon. The moon. Uh, I think you have some kind of mythological history you can get into. I do. So I have some stuff that, like, people think currently superstitions, how they affect real life, the way people think about the moon. This is, like, a weird, like, it's not, it doesn't all, there's no way to categorize this. This is just a bunch of stuff that isn't, like, mythological. It's more current, present-day superstition. Gotcha. Sort of. We'll see if all that lines up in the way that I've organized my notes. So, um, one thing I found was, like, 
hamsters supposedly spin their wheels more aggressively during the moon than <laughs> full moon. Um, uh, people say that, like, deer and, like, herbivores in the wild are ovulating on the full moon, which is, like, a lot of people uh, associate periods and menstruation with cycles of the moon because it's also on, you know, a month. I happen to know a disproportionate amount of people in the legal profession, and all of them insist that uh, people act real weird on the mm-hmm. full moon. Like, in the aftermath of when you get way more people coming in from accidents and, uh, I don't know what word I was looking for. Crimes. Crimes! <laughs> but, you know, like, unusual or extreme behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing that you hear a lot about. Um, they're in uh, the strange case of uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by uh, Steve, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson, it was allegedly inspired by Charles Hyde, who was supposedly a London man who committed a series of crimes at the time of the full moon, except scholars um, have not actually found any existence, like, proof of existence of this man. Okay, that is such a writer thing it's to do. It's my favorite. It's so good. <laughs> um, but uh, it's originated in, like, the 50s in a Reader's Digest story, um, but... Uh, even if Hyde didn't exist, there's a lot of, like you said, a lot of, there's a lot of true crime stories of people who killed during the full moon and uh, in multiple months or, like, whatever. Werewolves. Like, we have an episode on werewolves. Yes. Yeah. We did talk about um, clinical lycanthropy, mm-hmm. which is this uh, delusion, or I should say disorder, where people uh, see this association between abnormal behavior mm-hmm. and the full moon, and uh, we don't know how much of it is actually physical and how much of it is psychosomatic but Mm -hmm. that's a thing that exists Mm -hmm. um let's see in i mean and you we do we do talk quite a bit about the moon and things like in like the confirmation bias of like oh everyone around me is noticing at the same time weird things are happening on the moon so that must be whatever so you don't really notice when things happen and it's like a normal tuesday (laughs) it's like one of the boring moon phases the less photogenic ones Mm -hmm. Yeah, in in 18th century England, people on trial for murder could campaign for a lighter sentence on grounds of lunacy if it, the crime was committed on a full moon. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I think, a pretty strong history of the moon um, being, you know, in the way that all external forces, if you don't have any control over your lives mm-hmm. and you don't understand why you don't have control, sometimes you point at the moon and say, that's why. That's why. Yeah. It was that one. <laughs> That one, not mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a lot of like, I mean, the moon is associated with nature and things like that. Makes sense. So, like agriculture sometimes comes into play. People like to associate them. So the farmer, the old farmer's almanac. Um, this is written by Martha White. This is a quote: uh, "The new and first quarter phases, known as the light of the moon, are considered good for planting above ground crops, putting down sod, grafting trees, and transplanting. From full moon through the last quarter, or the dark of the moon, is the best time for killing weeds, thinning, pruning, mowing, cutting timber, and planting below ground crops." And like, mm, yeah, the fact that the moon does have an actual physical effect on the earth through the tides etc lends a lot of credence to people back then thinking about okay what could be affecting my life also i always like to return to the thing of for most of history it was always dark at night (laughs) yeah yeah and full moons offered some degree of light and that meant 
you could go out and do more stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And maybe that's gone on long enough that it genuinely has a physical effect on our bodies. I am not that's an expert. That's cool, Please though. Do that's not a cool thought. Me. But <laughs> it's gone on since before we were human humans. Yeah. Homo sapiens. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Not us, but not we us. can sure as hell speculate. Yeah, well, we like to just wildly spout theories and then... And we're like, oh, that sounds cool. If some of it's good, that's the lol spaghetti we bring on down and put sauce on. Is that how you make spaghetti? Uh-huh. Oh, excellent. Don't you know? Uh, we're going we're gonna to put out a Stonehouse cookbook at the end of... It's like half <laughs> plaster. <laughs> Did you? Oh, my plaster God. and dust. When I was maybe like 13 14 we had repainted our kitchen we had gotten our kitchen redone or whatever after we had moved in my house was like 150 years old or whatever 100 mm-hmm. to 150 i actually don't remember how old it is but it's over 100 years old and so the kitchen had been redone it's like the nicest room in the house <laughs> repainted or whatever and there was the you know you throw spaghetti at the wall and, and if it sticks it's done it's done yeah um we, we made spaghetti no caitlin made spaghetti <laughs> um threw some spaghetti at the wall and forgot about it and after dinner, I went to take it down, it was dry, cracked the paint right off the wall. <laughs> oh, incredible. Yeah. There's going to be, they still haven't put in a backsplash, but they've been wanting to for many years. I think it got painted over, but the faults of me not having any focus or remembering anything ever in my life. Oh, I got in so much trouble. But at least I wasn't my sister who got smoothie on the ceiling. Not <laughs> once, but twice. So... That's impressive. It is. Uh, that's wonderful. Anyways, full moons. Full moons. They've been associated with, like we said, weird behavior, people, the the lunacy, the word comes from Luna or the moon, all that's associated uh, with each other. Uh, things, uh, weird sleepwalking, um, illegal activities, just sudden bursts of violence, like we said, transforming into werewolves. People believe they were more likely to just be have weird behavior when the moon was big and in the sky um aristotle and pliny the elder would uh talk that the full moon induced insanity in susceptible people who Hmm. if you're susceptible to the moon i guess um they uh talked about that they thought that the brain which is mostly water was affected by the moon which oh i remember uh, hearing that yeah which has power over the tides which um aristotle also thought that blood cooled the brain yeah so I mean, uh, Hippocrates wrote in the 5th century, uh, 5th century BC, that, quote, one who is seized with terror, fright, and madness during the night is being visited by the goddess of the moon. Um, that's a fun statement. Um, but if you want more on the medical bits of moon, I believe I, I probably recommended this in the, in the uh, werewolf episode too, but go listen to episode 205 of Sawbones. Um, Dr. Sydney McElroy will tell you way more. No stuff about <laughs> no stuff. No stuff about things. She's a real actual medical doctor, and that episode is very, very good. But I think she says something about how, like, the that the concept of the moon having control over water, and we're, mo- we're mostly water, so it controls over us. She said something like the moon's, eff- like, gravitational effect on a human being is less by, like... I think it was, like, thousands of what, like, then, like, someone holding, like, a baby. Like, the pressure that it takes for you to, like, hold a baby is so so infinitely stronger than the pressure that the moon puts on you specifically. Only reason it does anything with the ocean is because the ocean real big. Ocean real big. Um, I have an etymology corner. (gasps) Yes, let's do it. Just for you. Just for me. 
Um, so the noun moon, which is the proper name for Earth's moon, mm -hmm. as opposed to other satellites which have their own names, mm -hmm. uh, is the moon. It's derived from the Old English mona, uh, which I think is actually pronounced mona, <laughs> uh, which, like all its, it says, which, like all its German cognate, Germanic cognates, stems from Proto-Germanic menon, which in turn comes from Proto-Indo-European menses month, uh, mm. which is, you'll notice, very similar to the word menses and menstruation. Mm. Uh, also, possibly related to the word measure, as in a measure of time, mm. um, being related to moon cycles, yeah. because it's regular. That makes sense. Um, and the name Luna, uh, which has been kind of a poetic i've never actually heard um uh cynthia, cynthia. yeah as that was a me too. poetic allusion mm -hmm. to the moon i've heard selene selena i've heard selene. selene i've heard luna but cynthia was new to me too yeah but uh selenian derived from the greek um meaning an object in the sky or a chem relating to the chemical element selenium Ooh. um it's unclear as to the origin of that but Cynthia might have something to do with Mount Synthus. I I don't know. I don't have a great history of that one because I've literally never yeah. heard. It, yeah. Cynthia is Cynthia, I imagine a plant. Perhaps. I don't know off the top of my head on that one. Let's Google it. <laughs> Google. Caitlin Googles it corner. Yeah, you don't really think of Cindy as being a moon like mm -hmm. name. Cynthia Bulbapedia, the community-driven Pokemon wiki. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Cynthia was originally an epithet of the Greek goddess Artemis, who, Ooh. according to legend, was born on Mount Th Synthus. So possibly that's recursive, where one was named first and the second was named after that, because language is a nightmare. Cynthia is a flower. Ha! Uh, and they're pink and very cute. Suck it, brain. <laughs> I knew a thing. <laughs> So we know Selene, we know Luna, from which we get lunacy. Apparently, Middle English lunar means shaped like the crescent moon, uh, from Luna, the moon, crescent shape, ultimately from Proto-Indo-European, <laughs> look is uh, bright to shine, essentially. Hmm. Uh, sorry to the dead language majors. <laughs> We're trying our best. Uh... So we call it a bunch of different things because it's in a bunch of different places and everyone has their own history to it. You can't not have a story about the moon because it's right there, man. Yeah. Right there, up in the sky. It's one of the two biggest celestial bodies from our perspective in the sky. So it wouldn't surprise you to know that there are many goddesses and yes. deities um, named after the sun. I have a list. After the sun, after the moon. <laughs> also after the sun. Um, moon, though. Um, is it... Am I completely wrong in thinking that a lot of... Uh, a lot of moon-related deities are female? Is that possibly because of the menstrual cycle? Probably. I would say that sounds like it might be a thing that exists and is true. Great. Here, I'm gonna speedrun list off a bunch of deities that I'll probably pronounce a lot of them wrong, and I'm very sorry, but there are so many of them, they all have really cool names. Uh, Alagleti, Mau, Ia, Inyanga... Kanzu, Thoth, uh, Arianhad, Artemis, Artume, Bendis, Diana, Elatha, Hectate, Horus, Puki, and Bill, Ilargi, Ku, Lozna, Luna, Mano, Mani, Menes, Phoebe, Selena, Selene, I guess I don't know how you would say, <laughs> Selena, 
Kunichok Kamui, Kashku, Men, Wugang, Napir, Soma, Rati, Tsukuyomi, Mayari, Balu, Muya, Mamakila. Lots of them. There are so many more. This is just a fun list that I brought together because there are so many of them and they're all named very cool things. Sounds great. The One of the ones you mentioned, um, I actually don't know if you said Tsuki no Asagi, but the rabbit in the moon? Rabbit in the moon. In the moon. Uh, we all like to see patterns because we're humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see, some people see a man in the moon. Mm-hmm. Big old face. Yep. Thanks um, to film for that. Yeah. Uh, that's, I also it's, a fun, a <laughs> it's a fun film. I enjoy it. It's upsetting to me. It's. I mean, I think it's yeah. a cool, like, piece of like c- c- cinematography. Yeah, we're talking history. about George Millet's uh, trip to the moon, which is one of the first like um, narrative fictional. Yeah. In films like, of in all his, time. In the film history, it's a cool yeah. set piece. And I enjoyed that about cool it. Cool because it's new and yeah. innovative. 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 <laughs> innovative. Yes. I hate myself for saying that word at all now. <laughs> but um. In a lot of parts of the East, we have the moon rabbit, uh, which is kind of the image of... You can look it up, because I, th- I think it's hard to see images unless you're um, primed to see them. Mm-hmm. So the rabbit is pounding at a mortar and pestle. In most versions, they're making mochi, mm-hmm. uh, which is a delicious glutinous rice treat. And in a lot of versions, the rabbit is virtuous like a relatively um, benign figure um, sometimes she makes medicine for mortals mm-hmm. I think there's an association with the moon being both beneficent and also kind of distant mm-hmm. and that seeps into a lot of myths but it's worth saying that there are um, distinct moon rabbit myths yeah. all over Asia there are many 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 uh, and a lot of them are discreet enough that I don't think it's worth just mushing them all together, but also... Also, that might deserve its own full episode. Yeah. Like we said, let's, we're kind let's of save speed run- we're speed running the moon in this episode. <laughs> um, but also, some native cultures in the Americas also have mm-hmm. uh, moon-related rabbits. Yeah. Because, you know, why not? I feel like the imagery of, like, the moon and then also rabbits i have just they just seem like they go well together i don't know what it is about them i genuinely think it's so like culturally ingrained at like the base my brain just says moon rabbit together they make sense when you were a kid did you see anything in the moon did you see any shapes or faces or patterns i don't ever remember seeing faces in the moon that one took me like man in the moon like that concept i always my brain projected that as oh there's just someone living on the moon like it wasn't like it wasn't a thing we could see from here we just know there's a guy up there like that <laughs> like that's that. that's how young caitlin but i don't ever remember like seeing i remember being specifically fascinated with the fact when when it was a very full moon and it was very clear you could see the curvature of the moon and i thought that was so cool and weird but i never saw like particular things in the face of the moon a period when i was really young i think i must have seen some version of the millier image Mm -hmm. and i just saw big old face (laughs) but i think that's that's mostly lapsed Mm -hmm. um but you got you know zelda moon big scary moon Mm -hmm. uh the mighty boosh no feeling (laughs) as the moon um 
Growing up, I don't come from a particularly spiritual household in any way, and I was exposed to a lot of different mythologies and mm -hmm. stories, and one of the earliest moon-related ones that I really took to and thought about a lot was uh, Princess Kaguya. The reason I took to it, or knew it, is because there was a Sesame Street <laughs> slash Big Bird traveling thing mm. where he goes to Japan, meets Princess Kaguya? The point is he meets people from the moon. Mm. Um, spoilers for whatever that <laughs> special is, Big Bird in Japan. Spoilers for Big Bird in Japan. Well, the too. 1989 television special. <laughs> spoilers. So Big Bird. Big Bird. Everyone's favorite tall yellow friend. The grim fairy tales genre of yeah. flavor. Um, it has that element of there are princes, there's magic, there are commoners um, behaving in virtuous ways, there's forests. Mm -hmm. All of those kind of lump into a similar origin story of humanity for me yeah. that I really like. Yeah. Because it has to have both the elements of like the idea of serfdom or like common people versus royalty because mm -hmm. that's always a myth mm -hmm. um and then the idea of uh of like beauty as a almost magical force yes so if you haven't seen any version of uh princess kaguya i thought you were gonna say big bird goes to japan. <laughs> a big bird goes to japan uh there's a bamboo cutter goes out cuts some bamboo finds a baby in there mm. Because that's where babies live. Mm-hmm. They live in the bamboo. Um, now, I actually am, like, pretty familiar with Princess Kaguya, but I found this sentence on Wikipedia, which is my favorite thing. Um, so, Princess Kaguya is a... Uh, she grows up very beautiful, has all these suitors. Most of them try to deceive her. She eventually grows kind of ill and mm -hmm. is eventually return to the people of the moon because oh. she can't live on earth comfortably. I mean, that's fair. Most of us can't. Yeah. So <laughs> my favorite thing is this sentence. Kaguya Hime grew from a small baby into a woman of ordinary size and extraordinary beauty. <laughs> so the reason that's hilarious for me is in some versions, she grows very fast. Oh, like okay. she goes from- Like bamboo. Like bamboo. She goes from infant to adult very fast. However, that does just describe the it's process of aging. It's very funny. And so I like that it could be interpreted either way. Yeah. Um, but eventually she is uh, returned to the people of the moon who care for her. You know, she goes and lives in her kingdom on the moon. But for a long time, people did mixture of genuinely and like satirically believe that there were people on the moon. Mm -hmm. Um. Sometime after Galileo had uh, publication of his observations of the moon, people started um, coming up with ideas about this. And in 1638, this is from the Library of Congress, by the way. Thank you, free source. Mm -hmm. uh, the discovery of a world in the moon, uh, English John, English Bishop John Wilkins suggested, "'Tis probable there may be inhabitants in this other world." Um, later on, someone else wrote a... Uh, kind of fictional account of what that would be like, um, talking about, you know, their their world building. They're uh -huh. trying to figure out what it would be like. Uh, Francis Godwin published The Man in the Moon in 1638, which is wild. Um, and a lot of these include fairly easy travel between Earth and the moon. Mm -hmm. I think people's conception of its distance has changed a lot over time. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but my favorite thing is in 1835, the New York Sun published six articles uh, talking about the creatures that inhabit the moon uh, in the style of a, <laughs> of a like, scientific report. Uh, this was not serious. Um, it talked about bat-like people. This was as satire from the beginning, but uh, boy howdy, did it catch fire and it became the great moon hoax hoax the, nope. <laughs> the great moon hoax uh these were written by a person named richard luck a reporter working for the new york sun um and he wrote under the guise of being a uh famous astronomer so he basically wrote about this magnificent ecology of the moon and by the way this is by the time people knew pretty for sure well that there was nothing on the moon <laughs> but uh Information isn't necessarily distributed freely way back then, so mm -hmm. people are like, well, maybe there's on the moon. Maybe there's a big goat man. <laughs> uh, about, I think it was like 10-ish decade maybe earlier than that, in the 1820s, there was a Bavarian astronomer who claimed to have glimpsed entire cities on the moon with his telescope, which I love, um, but he wrote that the, he called them Lunarians. Lun lunarians. Lunarians. I've seen lunarians and selenites. I like. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, but they selenite is also a mineral, which is <laughs> extremely unpleasant to handle because it um, shards off. So, I worked uh, as a cave guide for a while, and selenite. You get it. Uh, it's like these, uh, usually sold in like cylinders, mm -hmm. uh, and it flakes off in pieces, and so you can just kind of get. Like fiberglass, almost? Almost, yeah. It's, I find it unpleasant. It's pretty to look at. Hmm. I find it unpleasant to touch. That's fair. Um, but the, uh, these Lunarians supposedly lived there, built these sophisticated buildings and roads and forts, and um, this astronomer's colleagues and kind of peers, like, kind of laughed at him or whatever, but he eventually got a small lunar crater named after him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, live your dreams, man. Live your dreams. Uh, people have been writing, ever since people had, like, a slightly more grounded in science idea of what's going on on the moon, mm -hmm. uh, people started to come up with ideas for, like, I think H.G. Wells wrote a novel about yeah, it. Yeah, The First Men on the Moon. Which, I mean, cool. People Ho Hollow look, Moon. That's a thought. That's a thing that people talk about a lot. Look, people see a big thing, and they say, I want to go live on that and make it mine. And... <laughs> America put a big old flag on it and played golf. <laughs> and isn't that the most American in, thing? In the 70s, 1970s, there were two Soviet scientists took the premise of the hollow moon kind of thought and started proposing that the moon might actually be a shell-like alien spacecraft that was built by extraterrestrials so with superior technology and intelligence. I love that. It's it does make good. me very angry. Um... I also like anything that says the moon is an artificial satellite that mm -hmm. is somehow part of a government conspiracy, along that. with pigeons. Yeah, pigeons. We have, we've talked about that Birds before. in general mm -hmm. are fake. Birds are fake. Um, you hear every once in a while someone publish something about how the Earth has a secret second moon, which usually <laughs> is like, there's some moon. And it's hidden behind the first one. Yeah, that's <laughs> genuinely yeah. what people publish oh. about is like, Somehow the moon itself has gotten a smaller satellite and we don't see it for some reason. Mm -hmm. Or 
the Earth has acquired a second satellite that's very small. It's always like, not really, mm-hmm. not really, guys. I mean, not on the same scale. Yeah, no. I mean, one cool thing to note is that the Earth. This is not related to moons, but you know, satellites and satellites, man-made satellites that we make. There is a full ring. We have a belt around the moon, around yeah. the Earth, that of of Earth junk, but like of satellites yeah. and stuff. I mean, that's that we where put we put into space. Solar satellites. A lot of it is garbage and yep. like junk that is dead satellites out there and Look. shit that's accumulated. But we do have Earth has a ring in it. We made it. And that's there wild. are existing programs dedicated to how do we clean up all the shit we threw out in space. Yeah. Like, finally coming around to, like, oh, I guess we should clean that up. Um, it's also worth noting on the um, hollow moon theory, it's been noted and said multiple times uh, that by actual astronomers that the moon couldn't maintain its mass and gravitational field and the way that it works with us and, you know, all the stuff if it didn't have a very dense core. So it definitely, definitely is not hollow. <laughs> I like that the entire premise of something making orb mm-hmm. is that mass likes to go clump around a point yeah and then this idea of what if actually all of that was the opposite and it was hollow Hollow. like a balloon yep um not that it isn't like a fun attractive Mm -hmm. theory or like oh uh i think you had something about destroying the moon um i know that people talk about it i like i know that i've seen like i think they're more joke things have you seen the petition that's like like shoot the moon (laughs) out of the sky like there's uh at least one Bond villain. I can't think of who it is because, honestly, I don't enjoy the older James Bond movies that much. Sorry. Uh, where I think he wants to destroy the moon. Am I thinking of Austin Powers? Maybe. Perhaps. The point is, destroying the moon? Probably bad, right? Probably, definitely, But 100%. also, really hard to do. Yeah, not quite. I don't think we quite have the means to... I mean... I don't know what it would take, but if we, if, if humanity was determined, I'm sure we could figure out and at least knock it out of orbit, and that would fuck all of us up down yeah. here, but... Don't know why, though. Don't know why we'd want <laughs> Just to. Cause. Just because. Just because. They want to see the other side of it. The most Neil deGrasse Tyson shitty take I've ever heard is talking about, uh, you know how they used to have those posters in schoolrooms? Shoot for the moon. Even if you fail, you'll land among the, the stars. stars. Yeah, yeah. People being like, well, actually, the stars are super far out and you'd just be drifting in space. I'm like, <laughs> Shut hey, up. guys. Be poetic. Just let it be poetic. Guys, you're overthinking. <laughs> um, the moon. Everyone's favorite friend. Um, there were... This is still the 1900s wild speculation. After World War II, there were rumors that the German astronauts had traveled to the moon. <gasps> Established a, top, base on the moon. established a, a top-secret facility there uh, and had the Nazi base on the moon. And there were some people who speculated that uh, Hitler faked his own death, fled the planet, and lived out the rest of his days on an underground lunar hideout. I mean, that's just true. <laughs> Any we refute all conspiracy clone. theories except Bernadette definitely believes <laughs> that Hitler faked his death and lived on the moon. Yeah. Genuinely, my favorite moon-related conspiracy theories are just that the moon is fake. Because yeah. I think that's just, like, good. Just go the whole... Just, yeah, if you're gonna go, like, c- commit. Commit so hard to the... If you're gonna, if you're gonna have wild conspiracy theories, like, go hard. The moon is fake. It was never real. It's, it's a projection. It is. Uh, it's on... We kind of made live... Made of cardboard and paper mache. So the thing is, we live on 
we do live on a globe, mm-hmm. but then there's a bigger globe um, that, uh, outside that's that hollow just... that's holding in all the air. Yeah. And we project the moon onto mm-hmm. it. <laughs> this is our conspiracy and that's theory why, corner. <laughs> look, whenever people like shoot rockets up, they gotta stop and like be reclaimed because or else they'll hit that screen oh, and it'll be a God. disaster. Sometimes birds fly into it. <laughs> I hate it's this really corner. sad. I hate this corner. It's okay. Birds are also fake. Birds are... They're fine. They're not real. That's cool. Oh, my God. At some point, I think we'll have to do a, con- like, a just overall conspiracy theory episode. Just talk about our favorites. And just talk about... I think I will lose my mind a little bit. Yeah. We'll have to put... I think we'll have an episode where we just, like, put ourselves in that... Everything we say in this episode, we have to just accept as fact uh-huh. for the hour and 15 minutes that we have that episode, and then just kind of lose it a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ready? I agree. I that. think that'll be a great episode. It really will be. <laughs> oh, man. I have kind of just, I have a handful of, like, just kind of one-liner beliefs that All people right, kind I'm of into have. It. Um, there's parts of the British Isles that used to believe that a waxing moon on Christmas meant that there'd be a good crop, so back to the, you know, agricultural Hell thing. Yeah. Um, a waning moon, same place, a waning moon indicated a bad one would come. Um, the first time you see a crescent moon for the month, you should take all your spare coins out of your pocket and put them into another pocket. Hmm. It would ensure good luck for the rest of the month. That one's fun. Um, some people believe that the fifth day after a full moon is the perfect time to try to have a baby. Hell yeah. Again, associated with menstrual cycle, but, you know, if that isn't lining up with yours, I mean, that's not going to do you much good, but go hard, maybe. maybe. That's just the day you're horniest. Yeah, there you go. Um, there are a lot of, a lot of different cultures have um, lunar deities, like we said before, that's kind of, you cannot escape that. Um uh, in some Chinese religions, there are offerings made to their ancestors on the night of a full moon. What a beautiful time to honor the people before you. I think that's very cool. Um, and there are some uh, Native American legends. The moon is held captive by a hostile tribe. Um, there's a pair of antelope who hope to rescue the moon and take it to the village of a good tribe. But oh, the coyote, the trickster, which we definitely have to do an episode I on, like the coyote. coyote. Yeah. Um, will interfere with this plan. Um, the antelope chases the coyote who tosses the moon into a river each night just out of reach of the antelope, which is really cool. I really love the coyote stories, and we'll have to definitely come back to them. Fun fact, that was the inciting, one of the inciting stories, which is why Stone Houses exists, because I was talking about, like, a crow and coyote story in, like, our mm-hmm. fucking typography class, and you were like, we should do a podcast. <laughs> And, and look where it goes. Yeah. Um, uh, sometimes there's some things talking about, like, the moon in tarot. Like, if it's a, full, a phase of the moon can affect your tarot reading. Boy, do people love, like, witchy shit and mm-hmm. the moon. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I don't have any problem with, but it is its own, like, whole mm-hmm. fun occult fiction. Yeah. The night of the full moon is also believed to be a good time for divination and scrying. Mm. In which is very cool. But yeah, there's like, and I mean like, many, I'm sure many, like just every religion and culture has their own like connection to the moon. I know, I think, I think of paganism a lot having like strong relations to the moon, but I don't know if that's real or if that's I, just a thing that. I think that it has as strong relations to as the moon any? as any yeah. like pre-Judeo-Christian mythology, except mm-hmm. uh, after, after Christianity kind of took over everything paganism became this like 
big umbrella for all, mm-hmm. like, vaguely occult or spooky or just out of the ordinary mm-hmm. or uh, outside of the norm yeah. practices. And mostly people who like to practice stuff outside the norm uh, are either women or people attempting to practice, like, deviant, quote-unquote, big scare quotes, big quote, deviant yeah. activities, mm-hmm. which tend to involve women. <laughs> yeah, as we bring up in um, so many different stories that we talk about a lot of lore is just about how much people used to hate women sorry everybody yep that's all it is <laughs> anyways we have a fun uh very special yeah! cor- very special corner happening today um bernadette would you like to introduce yes. our our first uh, ever luna corner <laughs> welcome everyone to the luna corner sit down and enjoy these 12 very talented young ladies this and was the agreement of for us. why we did this episode was uh, mm-hmm. that we I agreed to have a Luna corner. The moon featuring Luna. The moon featuring Luna. Um, so for pretty much everyone who listens to this, Luna is a Korean girl group. <laughs> uh, they're produced by Blackberry Creative, and the reason I wanted to talk about them is because they have put a lot of effort. By the way. Uh, Keep in mind, this is the production company doing it, not necessarily the young ladies who are very much, like, I shouldn't say young ladies, it makes me sound like an old man. Uh, The women in it who are kind of like you would cast actors in a play. Mm -hmm. Um, The fellow who is behind all of it had a very clear idea of this mythology he wanted to do, so each of the videos has, each of the music videos has, like, a narrative arc, um, which for me is great because... I'm very easily distracted, and I like to see repeating motifs. It just... Also, as a content creator and a storyteller, I'm sure that has, you know, merit for you. It just makes, like, those endorphins go bing. Uh, But Luna, as you might guess from the name, uh, has a lot of... L-O-O-N-A, by the way, this is what we're... (laughs) Their name in Korea is, in Korean, is slightly less poetic. It's Girl of the Month, but it's Idola... Idolatsune? I can't say it. I'm sorry. Um, But they were introduced month by month, so they do have that association. Um, But they have a lot of, like, vaguely witchy slash Judeo-Christian symbology in their videos, which, like, up front, like any fan thing, people really just go treasure hunting. In reality, it's kind of a cute framework Mm -hmm. for this music. It's not, it's not comprehensive enough to make a single story or anything, but it's fun visually. Um, And their most recent release was uh, talking about uh, turning the dark side of the moon around. Mm -hmm. Not literally, that's a bad way (laughs) to say it, but they have a lot of, um, uh, a lot of songs about female empowerment, about kind of saying fuck you to people, <laughs> being whatever you want to be. Um, and I love them, and you should go listen to them. Look. Burn says, Stan Luna. <laughs> Stan Talon, Stan Luna. Uh, I've only- they're very lovely. They have just great art direction in their videos. I'm just a sucker for, like excellent color coordination and like (laughs) whoever storyboards those is gonna have 
such a good time. I wish that were me. Can confirm. Brenda showed me a few of their videos, yeah. and they're they're very pretty. I enjoyed the ones that you showed me. Should be fair. A lot of um K-pop music videos are pretty high production value, mm -hmm. but I like kind of the pretense of like, ooh, there's a story behind mm -hmm. this. So yeah, uh, Luna, go listen to them. Excellent. Seriously though, just the music videos I think are very pretty. Mm -hmm. See how restrained and normal I'm being about Luna? I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> the The way we got to this was, I was like, Bern, it's your turn to pick a topic. And they were like, Luna. And I was like, I just kept talking as though that was not... <laughs> They're like, no, wait, I'm not totally Look. kidding. And then it was Luna featuring the moon. I was like, you can have a Luna corner. And they're the like, fine, the moon featuring Luna. <laughs> the entire third unit, like, story arc is about... People rejecting the existence of God and fleeing Eden. I love it. Which is hilarious because the first one is just like, oh, we're cute. <laughs> they I'd they kind of it. built up to the weird shit. I love it. That's delightful. Well, this has been our first ever Lunacorn. Yes. Thank I'm you. sure we'll have many in the future. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So. This is for Vivi. One thing that from previous episodes before we took our mini accidental break Oops. that we've forgotten to bring back is can they get it oh yeah so of i think course should, the moon can get of it of course the moon can get it the moon is like the epitome of getting it yeah i would also like to retroactively do our last two episodes right now very quickly babiaga i say yes yes i think babiaga can definitely get it King Arthur? No. No. <laughs> King Arthur okay. absolutely does not fuck. So King Arthur is the virgin to Baba Yaga's Chad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Baba Yaga fucks constantly. <laughs> King Arthur has never seen a titty. Ever. I it thought is, the word titty of, would make you laugh. It, I'm sorry. It is part of his lore. It is specifically part of his lore that he's being cucked by his wife and his, one of his good friends. Like... King Arthur cannot get it. When I was a kid, I watched uh, Holy Grail pretty young, and I didn't understand the whole joke of Galahad, mm -hmm. like, this handsome guy coming into a castle of extremely horny ladies. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, every time I say ladies, I imagine just this old man <laughs> hunched over, and mm. I hate it. I'm very sorry. Thank you for your <laughs> condolences. I didn't, I didn't get it at the time, and then when I got older, I was like, Wow, I watched this when I was really yeah, young. Yeah, huh? too young for this. But yeah, I wanted I wanted to bring back the can they get it section because I feel like it's what, very important. What else we got? Pop culture. Pop culture. Pop culture. Um, this is such a broad topic. It's it is not very large. Really condensable, so I have a list of some stuff. Um, obviously, Trip to the Moon, like we said earlier. George Miller. Um, this cool has its own cool history as its place in you know yeah. cinema, which you can look up on your own. I think it's neat. Honestly, worth looking into. I think. Yeah. Um, the first men in the moon, from Earth to the moon, the mouse in the moon, Doctor Who has shit about the moon. <laughs> Um, Tintin, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Radar Men from the Moon, A Trip to the Moon. Oh, I said that once, run the mailbox <laughs> twice. You know what? Hey, check it out. Trip to the Moon remastered. Remastered. <laughs> um, uh, Cat Women of the Moon. Ooh. Yeah, Destination Moon, uh, Frau im Mond, uh, Project Moonbase, Apollo 13, Apollo 18, Superman 2, Salvage 1, Space 1999, Star Trek, 
Asura's Wrath, Mass Effect, Halo, Red Alert 2, Star Control 2, Futurama, PJ Masks, and I'm sure hundreds oh, yeah. of other in, things. Oh yeah, in Futurama, the moon has been turned mostly into a theme park. Which hmm. is where that Sailors on the Moon song is from that I kept singing today. Sorry about that. <laughs> Stuck in my head. Delightful. Um, yeah, that is pop culture, and I'm sure there's many other things, but yeah. there's just, there's no way I can narrow this down. All of them. Just, my recent favorite is in... Outer Worlds, there's the sad moon man. Mm. He's just very sad, and he's wearing a big moon head. I'm so sorry, moon man. Yeah, well, <laughs> he did something to get himself there. Oh, we okay. don't know what, but it was <laughs> it sure was bad. Possibly nasty. <laughs> uh, as always, uh, thank you to TV Tropes. That is usually gets me at least half of my list. <laughs> what is your favorite moon-related piece of fiction and or media? Oh, gosh. I don't know. How would, do you have one off the top of your head? Is that what you're asking? No, I thought if I asked you first, I'd have time to think. No, I don't know. You know what? I'm useless. Big Bird goes to Japan. <laughs> the 1989 okay. classic Big it Bird falls goes to Japan. Into this category of things I watched young enough and were bizarre enough that mm-hmm. growing Made up I impression. thought it was a fever dream. Oh, yeah. Or like mm-hmm. I had imagined it. No, it's real. You can watch it on YouTube. Formative years, man. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> the honestly, growing up, you feel like a real person, mm-hmm. and then looking back, you're like, my brain was jelly. It was developing, and I'm amazed that I survived. <laughs> I made it this far. <sighs> Anyways, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Stone Houses. Our next episode should go up sometime next week. We're playing it by ear, folks. Look, man, it's the apocalypse. <laughs> Having a time. Hope y'all are on island time. Please, yes. Be playing Animal Crossing and staying home if you are able. Yes. Protect others. Protect each other. Flatten the curve. If you're not in a position where you can stay home or if you're uh, in one of the businesses designated as necessary, um, heart goes out to you. I hope you're being well compensated. Yeah. And uh, look after your own health. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. take precautions. Take care of yourself. Do what you gotta do. We're, we can get through this, but we all have to cooperate. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, uh, do you have any personal announcements that you'd like to make? Your commission's As, open right now? Yeah, my commissions are open. I'm at Burnham on Twitter. That's B-E-R-N-U-M-M-M. Mm-hmm. I can't say those letters. <laughs> um, been meaning to stream. That's the most <laughs> generic millennial thing I could have said. You know, think about streaming. Think about streaming. Think about starting a podcast. We've already done that one. That's we fair. gotta keep knocking them off. But, um, yeah, uh, play Animal Crossing. Have a good time. I just got Sky in my village, and apparently she's, like, a very rare villager, mm-hmm. so... I do also have two of my least favorite villagers. <laughs> I moved in, like, they were on the screen, I was like, oh, Fuck. They were plotting murder. They were so mad. With- <laughs> I was like, how am I gonna get rid of them? What Burn, I will let everyone know, Burn did go pick up their copy of Animal Crossing, came in the mail, came upstairs, immediately put on a Hawaiian shirt with flamingos on it, and said, it's island time, baby, and wouldn't stop saying that at the beginning of every interaction we had for the next 24 hours. I didn't even, even know that it was island and time. it's amazing. I am not an Animal Crossing person, but it delights me that it brings people joy. <laughs> I think you would like it. I have it. Well, I have um uh the one that was on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. New Leaf? <laughs> Yeah, and you and Remy made fun of me for this, but it stressed me out. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. (laughs) 
the villagers stress me out because I don't play. I I only Caitlin's play. Caitlin's not games. a gamer. Caitlin's I, a fake I'm gamer. I'm a fake gamer. I like I only play video games in small bursts where like mm. I'll obsessively for like 48 hours and then I don't pick I it up say, again for six months and all the villagers got mad at it me. It seems like New Horizons <laughs> is a lot more forgiving about that and less like trying to guilt you for not yeah, constantly playing that's a video why game. I couldn't do it. It's a it's very friendly. I think you'd like it. All right. L- literally all of my friends are playing it. All right. Well, there's our, yeah, there's our advertisement, paid advertisement by Nintendo to God, I wish. Hi- hype up. <laughs> hype it up. Do you just want to talk about Animal Crossing for like we'll do an episode. Minutes? Do an episode about Animal Crossing. Could you? The lore of Animal Crossing. Sure, man. Figure it out. <laughs> um, do you have any other, any other personal announcements? Mm-hmm. No. That's be, right. be nice to each other. Be nice to each other. Um, I am on a tabletop RPG actual play stream called Infinite Horizon. It's uh, You can find Rule of Lore on Twitter, final info, stream stuff. We're also in podcast form and on YouTube, so if you don't like streams, that's fine. Invalid of you. Um, oh, personal announcement. My hair looks great. It does. Friendly's very good right now. <laughs> um, we also have a coffee for the show. We have a new goal up now, so we're trying to upgrade our little recording space to improve the audio. More Get more, pads. Get more audio. Get more Sorry, stu- I just made a huge thing. <laughs> get more studio foam on the walls. Hopefully uh, get this audio quality up a little bit better. But if you have a couple dollars you'd like to throw at us, we've got that goal going, and we would really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who has tossed us a couple coffees so far. We appreciate that very, very much. Um, we would like to thank Miles Morkery for our intro and outro Woo! music at Miles Morkery on Twitter, M I L E S M O R K R I, and Miles Morkery at bandcamp.com. You can find more of his music. If you it's like weird game stuff, uh, he also does game jazz yes. with a couple of other excellent people. So if you like cool podcast, uh, making up shit about games, <laughs> go listen to game jazz. Delightful. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please share our show with a friend, rate, review, subscribe on your podcast hosting platform of choice it means a lot to us and it helps you know boost ratings get more people to listen to it and i i read all of the reviews and i appreciate all of them thank you very very much um you can check us out at stonehouses cast on twitter and instagram and facebook.com forward slash stonehouses cast if you follow us on twitter you get early sneak peeks at the topic and sometimes fun extra bits uh, after the show anything we talk about posting links to i will post a link to big birds adventure to japan what's it called i have no i, I think <laughs> it's said just it called like every big time. bird goes to japan i'll find it on youtube i'll post that on twitter yeah man There's i think it's just like sesame street being like here explore other cultures also big birds there also big birds there yeah i'll find a link to that on youtube put it on twitter follow us there you can see it too um also important we have a creature crunch episode we are due for a creature crunch episode very soon i don't remember if it's next episode or the episode after that be next we'll have to find out i think we have to decide if we want the moon to be included or if we want i think we should make princess kaguya her own creature (laughs) we'll work on it we'll workshop it and let you know um Uh, moon lady uh so if you go if you go to our twitter page i put up a call for uh creature crunch prompts we've had a couple of pretty good ones so far so throw some weird stuff maybe we'll dig back in some of our old ones that we never that never got to be used i don't know we'll figure it out um but if you want to tweet at us some wild situations or lineups or rankings that you'd like to hear us toss our recent creatures into that is happening soon please give us those um and thank you to those of you who've been tweeting or posting about us our show and promoting us and sharing us with others we appreciate you getting the word out so very very much this week shout outs go to a potato uh, athlegar elding 
um, Pixel Druid, who gave us another Knight of the Stone Table, which I want to read because it was very good. Extremely good. Did we already read the one about the caddy? Yes, we did last week. It's very, very good. This one is also extremely good. This is good. So this is uh, from Pixel Druid. My hashtag Knight of the Stone Table is Franizesa of Brittany, who deftly wields Corwint, a huge lightning rod used with leather gauntlets and other insulators to draw lightning away from the armored knights in pitched battle during thunderstorms, which is very cool, kind of a protection situation going on, and also that visual is extremely cool. Thank you for that. Um, you can post about us and tag us at StonehousesCaster using hashtag StonehousesCast so we can see it and appreciate you, and we can all just, like, go live on the moon together or something. I'd be into that. <laughs> I want to go to the moon. I, I do. I want off this planet right now, man. There's shit all there. You die. I want to go to the moon. It's fake anyway. Anyways. The, yeah, the moon is fake. And that's the moral of the story. Um, yeah. This has, been, out. this has been Stone Houses, an amateur guide to fiction, fable, and folklore. I'm Caitlin Bruder. <laughs> I'm the other one. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>